0: Just when you thought it was safe to go on to iTunes, this is Next Level Guy, the only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix.
1: Welcome to the Next Level Guy podcast. Today's guest is James Swanwick. James is an Australian American investor, TV and podcast host who's currently based in Hollywood, California. James is the creator of the Swanee's blue light blocking glasses, the 30-day no alcohol challenge, and the 47-day habit hacker. I've looked around the web, uh, the internet on you. I found you're from e- you've worked on ESPN, you're linked to helping people come off alcohol, you're an entrepreneur but how would you describe yourself? You know, what if you met somebody in a lift? You had to give a thirty-second intro. What would you say?
0: Uh, I would say I'm an Australian living the dream in America, uh, who helps people reduce or quit alcohol and sleep better. That's probably about. That's probably my elevator pitch. I would say. But if it, that's if I was talking about business. But if it was about, uh, you know, just life in general, I'd just say I was a, a world traveler and an adventurer.
1: So where did the Stop Drinking Alcohol Challenge come from? You know, can you explain what the cause of it was? What were you, you know, why do you think you were drinking at the time? What did you learn from it? And Have you stopped drinking alcohol completely? Do you still go out socially and drink now and then? Or, you know, how does it work?
0: Yeah, so I, I grew up in Australia, so it was a very... <clears throat> Excuse me, very big drinking culture there. So I uh, you know, I was just a social drinker. I'd drink a few beers during the week and maybe a bit more on the weekends. I'd get drunk sometimes and have a good time, but you know, but it was never anything too serious, nothing crazy. And I just got tired of feeling tired from hangovers all the time. And I woke up one morning in 2010, I was in Austin, Texas, and I had a hangover, and I said to myself, "You know what, James? Enough." Let's just see if we can go 30 days without drinking alcohol. And it was just a personal bet with myself, really, just to see if I could do it. Anyway, I did it. And at the end of 30 days, I'd lost 13 pounds of fat. My skin was better. I was sleeping better. I was more productive. The quality of my relationships improved. I lost my, my beer belly. <laughs> and I just like, thought, wow, this is amazing. And then I just kept going. And I haven't touched a drop of alcohol since... 2010 a lot of people think oh wow you must have been an alcoholic if you're not drinking but i never was i was just a social drinker but um you know the the pros of not drinking um far outweigh any temporary or illusionary pleasure that i got from drinking
1: i mean i've, I've done sort of small challenges you know, a few weeks couple of you know a couple of months here and there do you think there's a certain point that people should just stop drinking or do you think the sort of negatives of alcohol far
0: outweighs the positives? I mean, look, if, if someone – here's the thing. Drinking alcohol is so socially accepted today that often we don't realize the damage that it's doing. Now, just to be clear, I'm not telling you to, to quit drinking forever all I'm doing is encouraging you to quit drinking for 30 days like I did. And I created a whole program called 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge. And the reason I do that is, is again, not to tell you or not to convince people that alcohol is the devil and they should never drink again. But when you quit for 30 days, what you soon realize is that even just a few drinks during the week is costing you money, it's costing you your energy levels, it's costing you your looks because drinking increases the... the, um, The the wrinkles around your eyes and on your forehead uh, gives you bags under your eyes. It's costing you relationships because if you're tired and irritable, you you sort of snap at friends or family members. Um, If you're just a little bit overweight, like you're carrying a few extra pounds because you've been drinking, then your self-confidence goes down and because your self-confidence goes down, you're not as energetic, and because you're not as energetic, you're not as much of a go-getter, and because you're not as much of a go-getter, you start to feel crappy about yourself. And it's just this this endless cycle, and people don't realize that that they're in this cycle just because of those seemingly harmless few drinks a week. So my program, 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge, is really designed to just have members re-explore their relationship with alcohol. It's not saying never drink again, it's just saying quit for 30 days and see how your life can totally transform and then afterwards go back to drinking or don't. You know, it's it's up to you, but even just a few drinks a week can have a pretty adverse effect on your life.
1: I mean, I find that a lot of people myself for a while use alcohol, you know, just to give you that confidence to make you feel a bit better, you know, if you're depressed in a certain situation it gives you that sort of temporary buzz what advice would you give to somebody obviously apart from uh, buying the ebook etc you know if they're in that sort of place of despair that they were using alcohol just to just to get them by you know is there tips that you could give somebody just to sort of to help them on their journey to reduce their alcohol consumption
0: yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people don't want to quit alcohol because they think they can't socialize or have fun without it. Uh, it's simply not true. And so I actually created a book um, called Seven Ways to Socialize Without Drinking. And you can get it at, um, at 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com. And it basically just teaches you how to go out and be social uh, in a bar or a restaurant. Without actually ever having to drink alcohol, and and you can do it by just drinking water and lime, or you can have you know soda if you want. Um, so the tip really is to try it just before you go out and socialize is to commit to having the most fun of anyone at the party while drinking water or soda water. And I give specific little ways there in which you can you can do that. Um, the, another big tip really is remove alcohol from uh your home like if you want to reduce alcohol just get it out of your sight don't make it easily accessible a lot of times people will come home and they will like oh i'm so tired and stressed and they'll reach go to the fridge and they'll grab a beer or they'll go for a glass of, uh, a bottle of wine but here's the thing if you just remove it from the home if you don't have it available if it's out of sight then it's out of mind and so you can reduce your drinking that way uh, as well it's really just creating good habits either of those two ways can you know can really help you reduce alcohol
1: yeah it makes sense you know if it's in line of sight then it's in line of use you know you're more likely to reach for it if you can see it um, i've never i mean i haven't really drunk anything f- for years now uh, i kind of grew out that phase. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. Didn't see the need of it, and st- you know, in a bar, it kind of bored me. That kind of just, you know, you get those people who wear the mad nights out as a sort of you know badge of pride, and that's all they can talk about is, oh, where where we going out tonight, etc I mean, did you enjoy the party scene back then? I mean, when did I was drinking,
0: find- sure, I enjoyed it. I had uh, I had a lot of fun, but then I woke up the next morning and it wasn't fun because I was, I was hungover and I was sleeping in. And so because I was sleeping in, I wasn't focusing on my business and because I wasn't focusing on my business, I wasn't making money. So in, uh, the point where I quit alcohol and was able to figure out how to have a, an awesome, fun time without it, was the time that I saved money, lost weight, got up more energy, slept better, made more money, uh, and, and all those things made me happier.
1: I mean, so how else do you think your life's improved since you've stopped? You know, you went under went the 30 day challenge. Do you see a difference in like in your energy, your creativity, things like that, or is it just general, a general improvement overall?
0: Well, my, my romantic relationship has improved dramatically like when i when i quit i was single and dating at the time and what when I, when I quit i realized that i was starting to attract a higher caliber of woman into my life not to suggest that the women that i was spending time with weren't high caliber but when you quit drinking and you're energetic and you're happy and you become health conscious so what was happening was that i was starting to attract health conscious women into my life i was starting to attract women who were healthy and took care of themselves and who were positive and energetic. And some of them didn't drink also. And some of them did drink, but just not much. You know, alcohol wasn't like the most important thing for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, like the quality and caliber of your relationships certainly improve when you do quit drinking because you're just focused on healthier things. And when you focus on healthier things, you, you tend to spend more time with healthier people and when you tend to spend time with healthier people, you tend to take healthier steps.
1: Yeah, there's the the saying of, you know, you're the average of the five friends that you hang around with most. And if you hang around with people who drink a lot, you're more likely going to be drinking yourself. There's that sort of mentality about, the you know, the tribe mentality, that if all your friends drink and you're not drinking, then you're sort of seen as the outsider and, you know, friends can sort of stop asking you to come out so then you lose your friendships and stuff like that. What three tips would you give to somebody that's going out and wants to stop their drinking straight away? Is there anything you can give like a wee insight into the book?
0: Yeah, sure. So when I go out, I uh, commit to having the most fun. So before I go out, I say, I'm not going to go out and sit in the corner and go, oh, everyone's having fun because they're drinking and I'm no fun because I'm not drinking. No, I actually just say, Out of all the people who are out here tonight, I'm going to have the most fun. And I'm going to do it by smiling, by introducing myself to people, by introducing other people, by laughing and joking. And I'm also going to, you know, when people ask me, why aren't you drinking? I'm going to make a joke of it. I'm going to make fun of it. I'm just going to go, oh, I'm just too strong in mind. Or, yeah, I'm going to get drunk on this soda water tonight. Watch me go crazy. See, the thing is, people don't really care that you're not drinking. And if you can just show them that you don't care and that you're fun anyway, no one's going to give you a hard time. So I like to just make a joke of it. Like, hey, I'm not drinking. I'm too too strong. I'm too smart. Do it with a little cheeky grin. The other thing is uh, I make a plan to do something early the next morning. So when I have something to do at like 6.30 in the morning, like a hike or meeting someone, I don't want to stay out late anyway. So it just forces you to go out, but like have a really fun time, drink water, but then go home at a reasonable enough hour so you can get up early in the morning um, because you know you have to meet someone for a morning hike, for example, or a run or something early in the morning. Um, so setting a, a plan for the following day is always a good little trick. But um, just really setting the intention that you're going to have the most fun and you're going to be engaging and then you're going to make fun of yourself for not drinking is really probably the most powerful things that you can do.
1: Yeah, great. That's some great advice there. Um, that was something I sort of replaced the the weekends in the pub. I always felt like I was missing out on something, that there was a lot more. And um, since I've started the website, it's given me that focus. You know, I don't want to be hungover because I want to be working on and getting guests on, developing it, you know, updating the theme, etc. So where did this sort of the creativity? I mean, every time I see a new podcast, you're focusing on a different area of your life. You're creating some great content lately. Were you always creative, or you know, was that kind of since you've stopped the alcohol? You know, where did this creative aspect of your life come from?
0: Well, no, I, I was always. I think I was always, you know, had a creative, you know, I always had creative bones in my body, I guess. But when I quit the alcohol by taking that initial 30-day no-alcohol challenge, it really just gave me the, posit- the the energy to be able to focus on my creativity. So when I was hungover and tired all the time, I was not building a business. I was just getting by. I was partying hard and having fun, but then the next day I'd be like, ugh. Whereas now that I have the focus and the clarity, I wake up in the morning and I go, right, now I'm going to start a 30-day no-alcohol challenge program where I'm going to help thousands of people around the world to reduce quit reduce alcohol or quit alcohol for 30 days. I'm going to create a physical products business called Swanee's Blue Light Blocking Glasses and I'm going to put them on Amazon um, because that's what I'm interested in. So having the passion and the energy and the enthusiasm to do that was a direct result of being clear in mind and clear of thought and having focus versus, uh, you know, when days are foggy from drinking and you know having poison in your system you're just like ah i'll do that next week or ah, i'll do it next month or ah, i'll do it another time
1: yeah it's very easy to sort of put something into the future you know never put a date on it and um, there's a quote where it's is that it, uh something that you want to do
0: without a deadline is just a dream i can't remember there there's a really nice quote from that on... yeah from napoleon hill it's a goal without a it, yeah so a goal is a, uh, is a plan of action with a deadline. You've got to have a deadline. If you don't have a deadline, then things just don't, get, that does, things don't happen. Parkinson's law dictates that however long you give yourself to do something is as long as it will take. So if you give yourself five years, then you'll probably do nothing for four and a half years and then do it in the last six months. But if you give yourself six months to do something, you'll get it done in six months. Likewise, if you give yourself, oh, I'll just do it this week, then chances are it'll never happen or rarely happen. Whereas if you say, I'll get it done by Friday, 5.27 p.m. and you're very specific, then that's a very specific deadline. You'll move heaven and earth to make sure that that happens. So assigning deadlines to things is always a a huge uh, motivator to stop procrastination and to, to make things happen.
1: I mean, another thing that you're sort of really famous for is the forty-seven day habit tracker that you've you've set up. Can you um can you just discuss a bit about that? You know, like how important are habits? Um, have you got any tips for people who are maybe wanting to get replace sort of some bad habits like late nights, drinking, to forget, etc. Um, you know, how can they use such a sort of um tracker hacker course for making themselves better?
0: Yeah, so I um. I mean, we are our habits, right? Everything that we do uh, from the minute we wake up in the morning to how we use the bathroom, to how we brush our teeth, to when we have a cup of coffee or when we eat food, to what time we go to sleep, to how many drinks we have, to how we complain and curse. I mean, they're all habits, okay? They're all habits. They all make us uh, who we are. So the first thing is really identifying what are the bad habits that are not serving you and writing those down and understanding them. And then what we want to do is we want to replace them with good habits that do serve us. I created this program called 47 Day Habit Hacker, and you can check it out at 47dayhabithacker.com. And it's really all of the success habits that I learned from interviewing some of the world's most successful people, including the billionaires, Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch, I interviewed uh, some of the world's top celebrities, including Arnold Schwarzenegger, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, uh, and then some of my own business mentors like Ty Lopez, for example. Just little success habits that I learned from them and that I was able to implement into my own day uh, totally transformed my life. So if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, how do I get out of bed? I don't want to get out of bed. That's a bad habit because you're sleeping in. So, um, we replace those bad habits with good habits and when we do that and just re- make good little habit changes throughout the day, your whole life can just completely transform.
1: So, is there any like an example of a ritual that you've maybe implemented in your own life, you know, yeah. that's, that you've come about? Is there anything that you can share with us like a morning ritual for example or?
0: Yeah. So, I I want to make sure that I'm always going to the gym and exercising. So, what I do is um, to create the habit of doing morning exercise. Before I go to sleep each night, I will um, lay my exercise clothes out on the, on the floor uh, at the end of my bed. So that way when I wake up in the morning, even if I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go to the gym, I'll get up out of bed and I'll see the gym clothes, I'll see the shorts, I'll see the shirt, I'll see the socks and the shoes. And that visual cue makes me just put the clothes on. And then because I have the clothes on and I have put my shoes on, 99% of the time I'll literally leave my home and I'll go to the gym because I'm already wearing those clothes. What most people do is that they don't get ready the night before. They'll go to sleep. They'll wake up. And they'll go, oh, I was planning to go to the gym, but I don't feel like it today. Uh, It's going to be too hard to try and get my clothes out, exercise clothes. And so they just, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. And they don't do it. So that habit alone can change everything for your exercise. It's just you want to make things so simple and so easy that you just stumble over it and you make it happen. Likewise, if you want to reduce drinking or quit drinking, remove alcohol from the home. Out of sight, out of mind.
1: That makes perfect sense, you know. You wake up in the morning, the bed's nice and warm. If you're not prepared, it's easier just to roll over and get another 20 minutes of sleep than going to the gym, you know. Right. Yeah. Something that I was always really impressed was when I started to do a bit of research. I've seen, you know, so your videos are amazing. You've interviewed industry leaders and some major celebrities. Of all the people you've met and interviewed, who's your favourite interviews? And who's had the biggest impact on you? You know, what tips stack out the most for you? Is there anything yeah, well, that you'd
0: recommend? The, the the um the most exciting interview I ever did was with John Bon Jovi, the uh, the lead singer of the group Bon Jovi, who's uh, now in his fifties, but you know, obviously he was the this wrote the song "Living on a Prayer" and was huge in the eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens now, but. I mean, I was a big Bon Jovi fan when I was very young. So getting to meet him and interview him was just, you know, was the realization of a childhood dream. And I really respect everything that he's done because he's married to his childhood sweetheart. He's got four children. He is a philanthropist uh, and, you know, and he's a rock star. <laughs> you know, it's a, he's had a pretty great life. And so I got to meet him on my 35th birthday uh, in, uh, in New York City in 2010. Uh, in a uh, downtown hotel I was interviewing him he was promoting his latest album at the time and I got to spend 30 minutes with him interviewing him one-on-one and it was just a, it was a it was a dream dream come true to meet him and to be able to interview him in terms of like the best interview in terms of like content wise pe- strangely enough it's uh Macaulay Culkin he was the the kid from the Home Alone movies back in the 80s and uh, back in the That's sorry not a name but, I expected you to see yeah But Macaulay Culkin was so interesting because when I interviewed him, I interviewed him in Park City, Utah at the Sundance Film Festival in around 2004. And uh, he was such a cool guy. Like we were just sitting down. He was really friendly. He was chain-smoking cigarettes. Not that, you know, that's anything to admire, but he was just cool. He just looked cool. And he had had lived such an, an impressive or interesting life up until that point. I mean, he was a child star when he was 10 years old. He was, he was had about $20 million from, you know, from money that he made from those movies. He'd already been married and divorced. He had, um, you know, was making a movie comeback at the time. And it, it was just so, uh, you know, he'd slept in Michael Jackson's bed um, and he, he talked about that. Uh, he's just such an interesting person to talk to and interview. There's just... Uh, even at the time when i think he was only about 21 or 22 years old at the time he, he just crammed in like so many interesting things into his life that interviewing him was just an absolute absolute pleasure because he was he was just so interesting so um but you know i've interviewed arnold schwarzenegger i got to spend time with arnold schwarzenegger in his kitchen in los angeles a couple months ago and i got to spend about 45 minutes with him talking about success habits and things like that which was amazing as well so oh so yeah no
1: it's it's something I certainly won't be doing for myself you know um i mean is there any is there any tips like counter intuitive tips that came out that you thought you know that doesn't sound like it'd work and like um I remember a pickup artist telling me that if you like the girl not to show interest because that makes them chase you i thought it was kind of creepy but it, it it does work in that sense is there anything that you've heard that you thought no nah, that definitely can't work and it's been you've implemented it and it's been a success story or
0: well i think um i mean you've got to find who your mentors are right you got to you got to choose wisely as to who you're going to follow but having said that everything is an experiment so you do have to experiment with these things so when you're, you're using the pickup analogy there um look you can experiment with that and if it works double down on it and then just And keep doing it if it doesn't work then throw it away and 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 try something else so even though I got great tips from Arnold Schwarzenegger and on success and even though I got good tips on life on Bon Jovi it's it's from John Bon Jovi it's not like you know just because it worked for them it's necessarily going to work for you it's definitely worth trying it's definitely worth experimenting but then ultimately you have to make your own you know your own your own choices um your own choices from there so i'm not sure if i answered your question but uh um you know the best the success tip i got from arnold schwarzenegger was you know don't be afraid to fail just do it and who cares like if you fail because what's the worst that can happen like it's you know nothing bad can happen other than then maybe you hurt your pride a little bit so f- with that based in mind now i just try lots of things all the time just run lots of experiments
1: and arnold's had an amazing life you know he's tried everything he just goes into it with a sort of the will of he's going to succeed you know doesn't allow defeat to come in his mind it's a it's a great mentality to have um is there anybody out there now that you haven't interviewed that you'd like to interview is
0: there like a goal interview i'd love to do john interview john monjovi a second time that would be great (laughs) I would. Uh, that would certainly be cool. Uh, interviewing him a second time. Um, Tom Cruise. I've never interviewed Tom Cruise. I think that might be interesting. And then, um, you know, President Obama. I've interviewed Al Gore, who was the former Vice President of the United States, but I've never interviewed a current sitting president. Um, I'd like to interview those guys as well. I think. Maybe John Elway, the quarterback for the uh, Denver Broncos, would be super fun. Or someone from my English Premier League football team, Tottenham Hotspur. You know, like probably interviewing one of those players because I'm a big fan of that.
1: And what's your uh, current favorite John Bon Jovi song? Do you have-
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you can't go past um, living on a prayer, can you? I mean, that's probably the thing. But there's, a, there's a more obscure song that he's written. The more obscure songs that he's written, I like. Like there's a song called Just Older. Which is really nice. You listen to the lyrics, and that's cool. And then, um, "Love's the Only Rule" is also a good one. Um, you know, unless you're a Bon Jovi fan, you probably wouldn't find them find them interesting. But I just like the lyrical um, component of it.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of like the sort of the older stuff. I mean, I liked sort of "Living on a Prayer." Um, there was the one, the sort of the one where they disappeared for a while and came back with the guy running through to the the stage show, running through traffic. Oh yeah,
0: um It's my life.
1: It's my life. I loved that song and I've lost it for ages and it came on the gym one day where I was deadlifting and I was like, oh yeah. I had just a brilliant set and it was one of those songs that when you hear it again, you you know, it just gives you that like you become a part of the music, you know? Yeah. So I mean what do you think is the biggest problem facing men nowadays? I mean you know, after speaking to all these kind of people, have you noticed something that those kind of people have that modern men tend to lack? Is there a sort of do you see like a, a common fault in the way that men are being raised nowadays?
0: I don't know if there's a common fault, but I, I I think I think the common theme of the successful people is that they just that they're not afraid to fail, that they just take action. A lot of people procrastinate and think about, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And then they don't take action. So I think it's just doing something, like taking some type of action gives you data, right? Gives you results, good or bad. And then from there, you can pivot and move on. So Schwarzenegger took action. John Bon Jovi took action. I'm taking action. But a lot of the time, we sit down as men and we go, should I do this? Should I do that? Hmm, I don't know. Let me think about it some more. And then we think about it, we think about it, we think about it without actually taking action. And then... Next thing you know, months have passed, and we're like, we're unhappy with our lives. So, I guess if there's one piece, I guess if there's pieces of advice that that's that's holds us back, it's you know, uh, oh, just go carefully, just tread carefully. You know, I say no, just throw that out the window and just and just you know take risks, controlled risks. You don't need to like throw it all away or a thing, but just take contr- a series of controlled risks, and if you can do that, then you'll you'll definitely progress.
1: It's something as you grow up, you know, you get your parents telling you that, no, don't do it, it's too dangerous, listen to your parents, don't speak to strangers, do this, do that, and a lot of people, you know, you go into work where a boss tells you what to do nine to five, then they have a girlfriend or partner who then tells them what to do, you know, for the rest of the time, that we've seem to have forgotten how to make our own decisions, you know, how to act rather than just think about it. It's something I've been particularly bad at myself. Some I mean that was something I really liked about your your stuff that it was always on different aspects of your life. It was going out for a run, trying this, see how this affects you. You know, trying this habit, seeing if that affects you. You were actually doing stuff. Is have you got three tips that you could give to somebody that wants to be a bit more like you, you know, that they could start implementing in their life now?
0: Well, the main thing is really just to take action, like just do it, like literally just do it. I, I know it's not sexy. I know people want like a really cool answer and some secret answer, but it's just do it. Three words. It's like the the Nike slogan, right? Just do it. Um, so now it doesn't mean that you can accomplish everything in a day or a minute, but just do something small right now. When I say just do it, I mean like call someone and move things forward. Email someone, move things forward is a book that you want to read just do it just buy it now just do it now don't say "Oh, i'll get that next week because you never do it just do it now just pull out your phone and order it on amazon you want to start a business okay take the first step which is you know maybe it's finding a business coach reach out to someone post on your facebook wall and say hey i want to start a business i don't know how does anyone got any suggestions on how i can learn just do something but do it now so two things just do it and do it now because I'm 40 as I'm recording this and, and, you know, I wasted years in my 20s because I didn't take action now. I just said next week, next month, later on, do it now, do it now, do it now and just do it.
1: That's great to hear because that's something I struggled with was I always felt like I was missing out. You know, I was drinking with friends just trying to just to clog the memories and, you know, I didn't want to be there, but I thought, well, it's easier just to fit in now they've got the site, i um, meeting some great people like yourself. I, it's that moment of there's so much more to life, but it scares people. And because everybody, you know, when you start trying to change yourself, you want to fix everything there and then. And it's really scary. Like we end up just getting analysis by paralysis. You know, you, you see so many things that you need to change. You just give up. But I like that attitude of just just do it. Stop thinking. Just go for it. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's. I mean, it's worked. It's working for me. And even sometimes, you know, I get stuck in my own head. I have to like wake myself up and say, James, get out of your head. Take action.
1: No, every time. I'm, every time I've seen your sort of Facebook, your Instagram, etc., you've always got some new content out. So you're certainly moving in the right direction. Is there three, say you had to pick three things in your recent videos, your Instagram, your Facebook feed, etc.? What three things are you most proud of? You know, you're like what three pieces of content would you say they're my, the best things I've ever done?
0: Well, if you want to, if you go to my blog, com, there's an article I wrote called um, How I Bluffed ESPN, and it's the story about how I became a sports center anchor on on ESPN without any television experience. So if you just go to James, if you Google James Swanick, how I bluffed ESPN, you can find that, that uh, blog post. It's a great, um, uh, you know, there's good lessons there about taking action and just going for it and, and not being afraid of fear or being afraid of fear, but taking action anyway. Um, my Snapchat, I do a lot of behind the scenes things, uh, and, and on my YouTube channel as well. So I've got a lot of good content there. James Swanick is the name of the YouTube channel, and you can find me at James Swanick on Snapchat also. Um, and then, um, Yeah, my Swanee's blue light blocking glasses are doing really well at the moment. People wear them, you know, these blue light blocking glasses with the orange lens about an hour before they go to sleep and what it does is that it blocks the electronic light that is emitted from your cell phone and your TV screen and your computer and what that does is that it, it helps you to create melatonin which helps you get sleepy, which helps you fall asleep quicker and gives you deeper sleep so you wake up feeling nice and refreshed. So... Um, you know, you can check that out at swanniesglasses.com. Um, it's S W A N N I E S glasses.com.
1: Thanks. Well, that was two, that's two questions answered already. I was going to ask you about the ESPN thing um, and the Swannies. If you had to pick, have you got a favorite book?
0: Think and Grow Rich by, Nap- by Napoleon Hill is a good one. And if your listeners want my personal notes on that book, if you go to jameswannick.com and you just put in your email address there, I'll send you my personal notes on that book. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's one of the all-time greats. It just helps you with the mentality of being successful in all areas of your life.
1: Um, you mentioned you go to the gym a lot. What sort of things do you do at the gym?
0: I like to lift weights. Eight? So I like to lift weights. Uh, it's varied over the years. So some years I've you know, done a lot of cardio, some other you know years i've lifted very very heavy now i kind of like lift three quarters heavy and and some reps and i just like to stay stay less like to exert myself you know i like to um i like to sweat a little bit so so yeah um but i'll go to the gym like four or five times a week and i'll go for a hike sometimes i like to exercise at least six times a week
1: is there a, a film that you particularly love, maybe a guilty pleasure film, or maybe something that's inspired you that you know you like to put on and watch over and over?
0: Yeah, I like Braveheart. I can watch the movie Braveheart over and over again. It came out in about 1995, 1996. It was a Mel Gibson-directed and starred film, and um, I love that film. You know, It's the like famous line, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. I love that movie. That's always uh, fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and there's a little-known film from the 80s, or maybe it's the 90s, called Clue, C-L-U-E, which is a little comedy. That's a guilty pleasure. Not many people know about that, but it's uh, hilarious. Every time I watch it, I laugh hysterically.
1: Well, I'll be definitely checking that one out. So what kind of music do you listen to at the gym? Do you listen to podcasts or in a particular band? Yeah, I like get? to
0: listen to podcasts when I'm in the gym. Um I listened to Ty Lopez's 67 Steps. Uh, Ty Lopez was my business coach. If you want to learn more about his 67 steps, then just go to jameswanick.com forward slash 67 steps. And that's pretty fun. And, um, you know, they're they're just kind of like 67 ways to live your life like, you know, overcoming fear, taking action, getting good mentorship. Um, yeah, if you go to jamesswanick.com forward slash 67 steps, you can learn about that. So I like to listen to that. And then, um, you know, health podcasts. Sometimes I record meetings that I have with people. And so I'll, I'll play the, the the meeting that I had back on my through my my earbuds as I'm working out in the gym.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I dread listening to myself. You know, when I interview people, I want to listen to the guest. I hate the sound of my own voice, you know. Um, I also think of myself as the the person learning, and I sometimes forget to ask another question because I'm so engrossed in what they're saying that when it comes to my turn, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's um, it's my job to ask the questions. So following on from that, you've interviewed some amazing people. Do you have any sort of advice on how to connect and interact with guests, you know, like how to just basically be a better communicator, interviewer, networker?
0: Just the main thing is really take a genuine interest in other people. So take a genuine interest. So that means you're interested in what they have to say. You're not just interested because you have to be interested. Like Mm -hmm. literally just listen and make the other people feel like you are, um, you know, genuinely interested in them. And when you do that, people like you. People will start inviting you places. People will start, you know, introducing you to people. Our attention span is so all over the place these days. Give people the courtesy of paying attention to them and looking them in the eye and taking a genuine interest. And when you do that, people will will respond to that.
1: Yeah. um, It's something I certainly struggled with was feeling sort of adequate. You know, like I I was acceptable to be in part of this conversation and speak to some of these sort of industry greats. Who do you currently consider as a sort of role model in your life? You know, is it parents? Is it somebody you've interviewed? Somebody you want to interview?
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, uh, two of the people I've already mentioned. Like, I look at Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi, because he he's successful in business, he's successful in music. He has a wife that he's had, and uh, who was a ch- uh, a high school sweetheart. He has four great kids. He gives to charity. Uh, I I just like everything that he stands for, and then I like um, uh, you know, Ty Lopez. Uh, who's a business mentor of mine who taught me a lot of things about building a business. I follow a lot of what he what, what he does. And then health, I follow Ben Greenfield from Ben Greenfield Fitness. He's very knowledgeable on health and, uh, and then Tony Robbins I'll follow for you know motivation. There's a guy called Grant Cardone who wrote the book um, Sell or Be Sold who talks about sales and making things happen. I'll follow him as well. So combination of those guys.
1: I read somewhere that you developed the Swanies with your brother.
0: Yeah, I did. Um, so, how did that sort of come about? Was well, it? Well, my my brother Tristan lives in Brisbane, Australia. He wasn't really doing anything at the time. He was kind of between jobs, and I had this idea for the blue light blocking glasses. And so I said to him, "Hey, Tristan, you want to go fifty-fifty? You source the glasses, you know, from China or wherever. Do all that logistical stuff, and I'll do the marketing on my end." And uh, he said yes. And so. Uh, we we started the business and it's been doing really doing really well. A lot of people worried about doing business with family. I wasn't worried. I thought you know it's this is great, this is awesome. So um,
1: no, it's, it's certainly a great idea. Um, the more I look into it, the more they're very you know they're very impressive. And it's I'm definitely going to buy myself a pair because um, most people nowadays they sleep with their phone in the room. They use it as an alarm clock. You know we stay up late nights dark room laptop screen then they wonder why they've got insomnia and can't sleep you know mm-hmm.
0: um, I mean have you do you wear them yourself or yeah of course I do I wear them all the time I wear them people always comment on them because um, they're you know they're nice stylish orange lensed glasses that you wear at night time and you can wear them out amongst friends or at dinner or in bars and people don't think that you're a douchebag for like wearing glasses at night because they're they're so stylish and they they look like nighttime glasses so they're okay to wear. If you want to check out the glasses, like I say, go to to, uh, swanniesglasses.com, S-W-A-N-N-I-E-S glasses.com and you can uh, grab a pair there. They're very cool and very stylish and uh, people around the world are improving their sleep because they're wearing them. 30-day no alcohol challenge is 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com. 47-day um, habit hacker is 47dayhabithacker.com. Those those are the three main businesses that I'm focusing on at the moment. So it's um, it's really just you know getting as many people taking the challenge, 30-day no alcohol challenge, reducing alcohol, feeling great about that, um, improving in their habits, fixing their habits with 47-day habit hacker, and then you know, wearing the glasses at swanniesglasses.com. All those three things are keeping me pretty busy.
1: The floor is yours. You've got every guy listening just now. Is there something that you would say to all the men, you know, like, is it just do it or is there something else that you would tell men fulfill what they want, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, the main thing really is get clear on a vision, like, like what, what do you want for your life? Like, What do you want to do? Where do you want to be in a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years? And then start taking action now towards that. And notice that I said the word now, right? Do it now. So it's just do it and do it now. The other thing I would say is learn finance and business and, and, and taking control of your money as young as you can, because I didn't pay attention to it, to it until my thirties. And I would have so much more money and how much, so much more wealth right now, if I had done it. So, Travel the world, get experiences, but listen to great wealth creation podcasts on audio content at the same time. And just remember, just do it and do it now.
1: Is there anything that you want to mention just now or discuss?
0: No, just find me, jamesswannick.com, 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com, swanniesglasses.com. And you can get me on Snapchat, Instagram, and YouTube at James Swanick. And you spell Swanick, S-W-A-N-W-I-C-K. So it's spelled Swanwick, even though it's pronounced Swanick. That's good.
1: Well, again, just thank you very much for taking the time. Um, and I wish you nothing success for the future.
0: Thank you, Ian. Thank you for, uh, for, for, uh, for interviewing me. Appreciate it. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time. Keep trying to hit that next level in your life.